Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Peisha. And I'm Gabby. We've been friends for about seven years now. And over the years, we've discovered that we have a lot of differences, like a lot. However, that hasn't stopped us from hashing things out over a glass of wine. And the one thing that we've always agreed on is that this world needs more kindness. That's why every week we promise to bring fun, exciting episodes where we learn to agree to disagree. We hope you guys gain new perspectives, some confidence, and have some laughs along the way with us as we talk about a a whole whole lot lot of nothing. Enjoy! Welcome to part three. I hope you guys enjoyed one and two. I know you will enjoy three. Yes, and thank you so much for listening to all three parts. This has been our favorite episode so far. For sure. I um, enjoy it, so I hope you guys enjoy it, too. Enjoy! (laughs) No, sorry. Say that again. Come on. That's your safe word. That is me and Marion's safe word. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Not to be blunt about it, but I, I don't know. If you're, like, open to talking about it... I feel like you have an, a lot of insight in, like, abusive uh, situations. Oh. <laughs> no? We can do that. That's one. okay. Um, well, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I'm sorry. It um, just came to me. It's not like my whole life has been centered secret. It. It's so much pressure keeping. Like, I would never talk to anybody about my whole situation. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, after I left and I started um, at least going to the victim's advocate, whatever that therapy they give you when you get a protective order mm-hmm. <laughs> her dad was in jail it was a good time um so that's a lot to to process what was yeah. the question <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just like you have a lot of insight about like abuse and oh. being a victim um yeah like i was saying the hugest part was keeping it a secret i know our neighbors didn't know right um no no because mm-hmm. i kept everything a secret I knew how to do makeup to cover a bruise. I knew how to like cover up marks on my neck. Um, it's a secret. You mm-hmm. learn to, you don't talk a lot to people. You're pretty closed. You're not very open. And the difference between me back then and now is everybody knows my story because I have diary of the mouth. I will tell anybody, (laughs) postman knows, no, I'll tell anybody about my experience because it's not a secret. And that's such a weight to carry for Mm -hmm. so many years. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, my parents knew a little bit. I think they knew. They, yeah. But it's something. They were were a safe haven. And I think that was why it was so hard when grandpa passed away is like. Whenever we were having like a fight, or whenever there was a fight going on, yeah. we would call them. And so Gabby like, knew police. how to call the police and grandma. Yeah. How sad is that? That's sad. That's okay. I actually I watched a movie okay. on Netflix. I just <laughs> with anxiety. Now. It gives me um yeah anxiety and adult character. I'm very okay. hilarious now. <laughs> Cheers. She is funny as shit. She is. I'm a fun person. <laughs> I did watch a movie though, and it was really sad because it was about like the mom was a, a drug addict. I forget what it's called. I didn't really pay that much attention because it was triggering. But um, the grandpa passed away, and I just remember there was one scene in it where his mom was abusing him, and he ran to a neighbor's house, and mm-hmm. the police showed up to arrest her, and he like told them like, "No, I'm not pressing charges," you know. And the grandpa like hugged the son, and or the yeah, the son was like. 
he did good kid like I'm proud of you like you mm. keep everyone safe yourself safe and stuff and it was very mm. emotional because like mm. I have memories like that yeah where grandpa why, would be there yeah mm-hmm. I think that's why Gabby grew up so fast too was and what she was saying by feeling like second mom she kind of <laughs> was like she was those little she was shits the savior. Those no. little <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks for calling me the savior. No, I remember they wouldn't listen to me. And I was like, hey, go upstairs. Whatever. I'm just going to get punched into a wall. Three's upstairs. You go right ahead. I would. I feel like you guys have to stay down here. You can't go upstairs. Because I would just like, I would know the signs. Oh, you that's know? sad. You were like, these are the rules. Yeah. Fight club upstairs. <laughs> We don't talk about it. <laughs> Rule number one. Okay, we joke about can it. I'm sorry. Like how strong Sarah is for getting out of that situation. Oh, so, yes. like, I mean, that was it a was scary, scary time for them. Yeah, it was. It was scary. Yeah, and it took I'll never me. Ah, that, uh, that was a bad day because I went into work, and I remember pulling my hair because that's why. I, I used to have sweepy bangs too, but sweepy boobs, bangs. <laughs> sweepy <laughs> bangs to cover up bruises. Mm-hmm. So I remember sweeping it aside and showing my coworker uh, joy. And she's like, Oh my gosh, we are. Cause I had a huge goose egg. Um, and she's like, we are going straight to the CEO of where I worked. And he's like, this is what you need to do. My girlfriend's in law enforcement you need to go put a protector. <laughs> You're okay. Peter Petter Picker. <laughs> you need say that five times fast. <laughs> I didn't even do it once. Um, he's told me to go put a, put a protective order on him uh, right away. And so that's what I did the whole next day. Like I had to call my family, my mom and dad, tell them to go get the girls. Does. I told them what was going on. Um, We had a plan, basically. But the hardest thing for me that day was acting normal when he would call my work because he kept calling over and over because he knew something was going on. And um, I remember picking up the phone like, hey, everything's good. As the cops like, you know, there as they were examining me um, because I had to be seen. There were other. He was. And I'm not going to say this because Gabby, but um, yeah, he knew. <laughs> it's okay. I appreciate being vulnerable. Um, he knew where to hit to not make a bruise, but it had caused damage. Um, it's right here, by the way. Um, <laughs> it didn't cause damage, but there were bite marks. There were things that he, there were things I don't remember because the adrenaline rush of when you're um, in a fight with somebody, you're, you don't remember anything. Like it's, a, it's, you're just numb. Mm. And I remember them finding things on me that I had no idea that even happened. So um, I have... I had that and that's what I took to the courthouse the next day. And when I walked into the judge's office, um, he saw, so this, this huge goose egg I had on my forehead had moved down. So I had this huge goose egg. So I look like a Klingon on Star Trek. (laughs) 
and two black eyes. Cause when you have a bruise up there, it moves down. And I had two huge black eyes and I walk in looking like death and the poor judge, the judge just looks at me and he says, did this guy do that to you? And I said, yeah. And he's just signed it. He didn't ask any more questions. Um, it was that easy to put a protective order. It did take me all day to fill out paperwork, but it was worth it. They found him that night and he was in jail and I felt safe for the first time in a long time. I do remember it didn't last, you know, what he got out three days later. I remember he came to pick us up from school. Yeah. So it wasn't that time he actually went to jail. He went to jail for breaking a protective order. That's when I felt safe is he was finally there for a while. Cause when you break a protective order, it's a, it's a felon, I yeah, think. Yeah. So I don't, anyway, he was put away for quite a while after that. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that was scary for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. Cause he because just knew exactly where we that were. That wasn't even, that wasn't even the whole story that day. Like mm-hmm. I should write a book <laughs> You should <laughs> because he so me pretending everything's fine all day, he finally gets this idea that something's not right. You know, she's, something's going on. She's doing something. And oh, so God. my parents had the kids at their house. Um, we had a plan where my dad was going to go get my things and things for the girls. And the second my dad left, Randy shows up and knocks down their bed, their door. Mm-hmm. Um he shoves my mom out of the way because my mom, you know, and everybody knows my mom. <laughs> She's not used to confrontation like that. So she stood her ground. She though. stood her ground and she was up at the top of the stairs telling him he was not welcome to leave. Mm-hmm. And I remember him pushing her out of the way because he was fixated. He was looking at me directly. He grabbed my hair. I remember I was in he the way. He could see me by the deck door. And he pushed my mom out of the way, but she wouldn't really move. So he went to the other entrance to the kitchen where I was. And that's where Gabby was. And that he grabbed her out of the way. He grabbed her hair, shoved her out of the way. And he just came after me. And that's how scary abusive people are. They are, you're their target. Not to interject too, but I remember, like I said, that today I'll never forget. Cause yeah. I, nine years old, there was a knife by you. And I remember just running over and grabbing it and, taking it into the back bedroom because I just knew like how bad it was, it was gonna, gonna get. go. And I just remember holding Bree and Camille. My sisters hate me because I'm so protective over them to this day. <laughs> well, They'll like get in fights all the time. They're to. like, just butt out. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like they're where was they were young. They were like five mm-hmm. or six. No, they were five and four and five. Yeah. And I just remember like we were in grandma's bedroom and I was just holding them. And I was just like, it's going to be okay. Lock the door, you know, and grandma came and was like with us and stuff. But we were just, it was just kind of like a routine, you know, like we had our, yeah. our way to do it. But oh, that day was so terrifying. I just remember that. Like I, there was a different to me. Yeah. And these are my memories and my perspective, but the look in his eye, I was scared. Well, because I've never seen that look and it was evil. Yeah. And they, that's why like, it's so it's when they know it's over. When yeah. They know, he knew. When they know that you're leaving, that's when it goes. He bad, lost the most control bad. and they don't like 
feeling like they're losing control. <laughs> Would you say that like things were really good until they were bad? Like, cause I hear that a lot in abusive relationships that it was bad from the, you know, there ever... were so many times I'm like, why am I doing this? Because it happened even before we got married. Mm-hmm. It happened before, um, I, uh, <laughs> Before we got married, before kids, everything. It was, I remember my dad asking me right before he walked me down the aisle. He's like, you don't have to do this. Are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, dad, you know, just, just because I miscarried doesn't mean we weren't going to get married. But I'm like, there's a room full of people out there. Yeah, I have to, you know, and, but there, of course, there was a reason because I had three beautiful girls. That's my reason. Yeah. But every, you know, um, when people ask me that, all the, you know, why didn't you leave earlier? Hmm. I had things to do. I had three girls to. Meet, I'm so thankful you, know? you were able to work a lot of people. I've had a lot of friends, sadly, that have been in domestic violence situations and they weren't allowed to work. They mm-hmm. had no outlet, no car. They had no friends. He completely cut them out. And he had, she didn't, couldn't even talk to her family. Yeah. The thing with, and I, I want to stress about Gabby's dad is he is a different person now, which I'm grateful for. Um, he, they found out he had a bipolar issue. So I never knew who I was dealing with. That was Mm. one of the scariest things, but it could have been worse. Um, because he did let me have, I couldn't have my, I never had my own checking account or like money wise, but Mm. so he was kind of controlling with money, but not with, he didn't control me the way some of Gabby's friends control their, you know, survivors. I don't call them victims. They're survivors. Um, but they, uh, there's so many more cases where they control everything, where they take them away from their family and thank God Gabby's dad didn't do that. Yeah. He was, he was sick, you know, and I, I knew something was wrong. Um, and I would tell people, but they, you know, didn't, they didn't listen, I guess. And when he had, let's just say he had some enablers that didn't believe that who the fights were coming from. Yeah. And, um, that made it hard on that whole, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> you just this is good. I, I do think it's important to note that. that... No, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. I just looked at Miriam like, what, what are we talking oh, about again? Are you giving you like judgmental? No, no. Oh, I was like, I was just wondering where the heck my tangent went. No, I think no. there was a question, right? No. <laughs> we were just listening because I think it's important to know, like, and I and think for people to hear that it, there's a way out. Like, yes, I know. Last December, there's an incident with, we'll just call her a friend, mm-hmm. where her crazy boyfriend. Um, found her talking to a neighbor. It wasn't like they weren't, they were just talking, having a mm-hmm. conversation. Anyways, he um, put a knife to her and was like, no one would know if I killed you right now. And mm-hmm. it took off <sighs> for hours and mm-hmm. nobody knew where she was. Oh, see, that's... And um, she's, Ooh. he went to prison for a few months. He got out and they, I don't think she wants to admit it to me. Mm-hmm. But we all know that they're talking because after that happened, um, mm-hmm. 
somebody put a tracker on her phone so that we yeah. actually knew where she was, like, if it happened again. Mm. And, we, like, she still sees them, but she's like, but well, it's so good when it's good. And I'm like, yeah, but when it's bad, it's bad. Because that's what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to your best friend <laughs> and your therapist. And my therapist. <laughs> So let's have Miriam talk about trauma bonding. Oh, That's nice. a fun yes. topic. So can I have some more wine? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a good subject because trauma bonding is uh, intense. Um, it becomes almost addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what happens is you learn how your body associates love with abuse. Mm-hmm. And so when you're being abused, whether it's an emotionally, physically, sexually, doesn't matter. When you're being abused, you associate that with love. And so unless somebody is abusive to you, you don't feel loved. Um, oh, and so like breaking, yeah. breaking trauma bond is so hard because your body says, no, this is love. But your mind and your friends and your uh, therapists the and your kids are saying, no, that's abuse. But you're, you're saying, no, this is love. It's, it's. It's hard. I saw that. My friend. Oh, sorry, guys. Let me scoot closer to the mic. I was pouring wine for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the hardest thing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because I've I've grew. That was my life. You know, I grew up with domestic violence. I knew the signs and symptoms and everything. And my friend, she was just so smitten by him. Like, Mm. I remember, like, kind of mentioning it. He was the type, too, that if you, like, said anything, um, like, he, he would cut you off. Mm-hmm. So you had to be very careful. Um, but I just remember one time I asked her if we could do a girl's day. I really wanted to because, you know, mm-hmm. the boys were busy. And she's like, no, I can't go out without, you know, my husband. And I was like, what? That's so weird. Why would you? <laughs> why? It was like maybe money or maybe like car. I don't know. But she's like, no, I just like we we want to have the same friends. And so like I don't go out without him. And mm-hmm. I was just like. Okay, but to her, it was totally normal. Yeah. And I just remember, like, I just didn't know what to do in that moment because I didn't want to be like, that's not, you know, and kind of offend her. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's really how I felt. I was just like, I just, right away, like, that was just such a red flag to me. It's a huge red flag. Yeah. And I just, over the years, like, we were friends for a very long time with both of them. And I just, there's so many signs, so many signs. And I never know, like, how to approach it because I just didn't, one, I didn't want to offend her. Or, and be wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't, but I didn't want to be wrong. But I also, I didn't even want to take the chance of him finding out that people were catching on, you know. Mm-hmm. I just never knew, like, how that would end up for her. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. I think, too, we'll make sure to put in the description the domestic violence hotline yeah. number. And the website. And actually, when you go to the website, um, there, it's such a fantastic website that it doesn't stay in your history on your on your browser, oh, wow. and it shows up as a different even web page. Like so, if your That's abuser cool. does look at your yeah your internet history. your history, it doesn't show up as hotline for awesome. So they that. they've whoever, done a really good job with the website. Whoever did that is a genius. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it's just because you don't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. And there's a lot of women shelters out there, mm-hmm. too. There's a lot of resources, but it's just so scary. Like, one wrong move, and you just don't know how it would mm-hmm. end. They do say that 
I correct me if I'm wrong. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's one in three or one in four women are killed trying wow. to leave. Trying to leave. Yeah, I actually wow. just the crime junkie. My other podcast I listened to <laughs> yeah. did an episode about two women who were trying to leave and ended up getting murdered by their. That's when they. Over. It's very it's, possible because that's when they lose their shit because they know the they've lost control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did kind of experience that as well. It was a scary time even mm-hmm. after the fact. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things that happened that were very traumatizing. I remember just not being able to sleep because mm-hmm. I just knew like at any moment it could happen, you know. Mm-hmm. That's crazy too. I think about that. Like nine years old. No wonder I'm just fucked. Just kidding. <laughs> Abby, I think you're a wonderful person. Thanks. Just kidding. I like talking about it. I know that's like kind of... No, because it's not a secret. And talking, everybody has had mm-hmm. something traumatic happen to them. Yeah. Um. So I think when other people talk about it, it allows them to open up as well. So I think it's very important to talk about m- mental illness. I think it's important it to, more comfortable. to just like, I don't know, you kind of learn how to love someone when you know. Mm-hmm. Like I tell my friends all the time, like, you know, this happened. I have a friend that I'm, like, kind of still in the new stage of friendship. And I told her the other day, like, yeah, I grew up in a, a domestic violence home. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, I have certain triggers and I have, I don't know, I behave certain ways because of, you know, what I went through. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But it helps. Like, Sam, you know, he didn't ever experience it. And so there's a lot of times where I'm like, you just, you know, you're triggering yeah. me. You need to yeah. stop. And it helps. Like, he... He learned to deal with it. <laughs> the next person I'm in a relationship with, bless their hearts, because they're going to need like a patience, like shield. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be a force field of patience <laughs> with me because, yeah, I mean, I can go to therapy for years, uh-huh. but I'm still going to need, you know, a little bit of support and patience because it seems, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do people get over like sexual abuse? Is that, I mean, you never get over it. Get over that. Yeah, but how do people learn to live with that? Is there ways or <laughs> if that's like a thing, because I know you probably have to dig deep. So I don't know if I can talk about specific like clients. So I'll mm-hmm. use myself. Um, I was 15 and my abuser was 25. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So it wasn't until I was 40 years old mm-hmm. that it finally clicked that that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the last two years have been a real shit show, to be honest, um, emotionally, um, mm-hmm. relationship wise. In my current relationship, you know, there's there's certain things, even even let's get nitty gritty and talk about sex. Like even it has affected my sex life. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the key to it is having somebody that's just understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a sexual survivor and you may have some like touch aversion. Um, so if I, if people come up to me you and hug me, me. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be somebody that I really trust. If somebody comes up to me to try and hug me, I'm like, yeah. Um, and it's something that I really have to consciously work through and have a patient partner mm-hmm. um, that's going to understand that. Um, mm-hmm. Because I didn't even talk to him about it 
until I was 40 years old. And we had been married for eight years. Damn, that's crazy. By that time. And so just, and he was understanding and he was very compassionate and very kind. And to this day, he's still very understanding and compassionate, knowing that I'm still healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really the key is understanding. I know this is like, this is different, but it kind of made me think of something when you said that. I think it's important for everyone to know too, because I remember listening to a story. I'm sorry, mom, this is a lot. I know. But... (laughs) Listening to a story about rape, like mm-hmm. you um, specifically, and I just remember saying, like, literally out loud, I was in high school. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. this never clicked, but I was like, he didn't rape you. You were married. Mm. And it wasn't because I, you know, like, was meaning that, you know, trying to victim blame or anything. I It just, it seemed impossible. Like, you yeah. know, it's, you, you seem like property when you get married, and I just remember, like... Oh, I am so sorry I raised you to think that. No, it's not you. It's it's the the patriarchy. Everything, because... Yeah. What year was it here? I'm going to look it up. Um, I just just remember thinking that, and I think it's important to just say that, like, for anyone thinking that, even if you're married, you are being sexually assaulted. Yes. If there's no consent. If there's no consent, yes. It doesn't matter what your relationship status is. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever watched the YouTube video, like, consent consent is like a tub of cup of tea uh-uh oh my gosh it is so funny like I'll, <laughs> talk, I'll talk to like i sometimes have clients still come in and they're married but they're talking about some things whatever mm-hmm. and so we watched this video together consent is like a, t- a cup of tea mm-hmm. and like it clicks it clicks because it's so is it relevant is so relevant it? yeah <laughs> it's like it's like um, if you're drinking a cup of tea, you want to discontinue drinking that cup of tea. The tea cannot be dumped down your throat. Yeah. And, you know, just stuff like that. It, it's it's a really good video it's for important, sexual. Because yeah. it was like in the 60s even. Or I think it was 1962 is when they decided that, you, that men can rape their wives. Because it was there was a case. Government. Yeah. Well, it, even back then it was like, but they still have to like have bodily harm and prove it like and it was really hard because what's that case like what woman's gonna do that there was a case they're not gonna say oh i'm being sexually abused by my husband here's the proof well that was the thing like yeah they had to that's what's sad he so she was being sexually abused by her husband who was abusive like he'd get drunk he'd rape her and finally she cut off his penis mm-hmm. oh lorena bobby yeah yeah we were just yeah. Talking, we yeah. were playing five seconds of uh, five second rule uncensored and mm-hmm. the question was name three things that can't masturbate and someone said <laughs> like a husband <laughs> and it took me so long to be like what <laughs> no <laughs> like even like, he didn't even get convicted because people were like out there like she's not even hot he didn't why would he rape her and I'm like, people, can, women it, especially, it's it so me sad. I'm really, I get really angry about this topic. <laughs> I do too, because it's so, you know, they say like, you know, how many? One in three? Or one in four? Know. I think it's less than that. You think it's less or more? I think. What if we say like that's for those who know about it, but there's yeah. probably more. That exactly. is a statistic yeah. that one in three and like, it's just... You know, me out of three friends. Like, luckily, yeah. I've never, but I know almost all my friends have had an experience like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, yeah, everybody has had a traumatic experience. 
Yeah. Mm. It so took until 1993 for all 50 states to make 19, it. Ill. What? 19, yeah. 93? No, yeah, that's why I was just okay. like, huh. 1993, it took that oh. long for all of the states to be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Men can't shouldn't be raping their wives because they I take it as consent when you marry. No, it's oh. like nineties, ninety three. That's what. Well, they I just you know read. the government I, catches up eventually. We'll it's see. Like, it's oh. We're still in the moment. <laughs> but like even rape cases, like the one girl in New York. I can't, why do I suck with names? I don't know. She ended up getting raped by like a bunch of men in a bar. And none of them like got imprisonated for it. She ended up killing herself a couple um, years later, and she had kids. She had like little kids. And I was just like, how is this okay? I know that it's such a sick world. But so I just feel bad because it's like, where's the balance? You know, I do understand. I mean, I don't because I know that it's such a small, small, small amount. But mm-hmm. I do think there should be a way. F- you need proof. You know. In mm-hmm. a court of law, you do. That's just how criminal justice works. But yeah. there needs to be a balance. Like women should be able to feel safe, and and people most need to be of the time with the whole proof thing. Women aren't going to come forward the second it happens. Yes, it's years later when they're repressing this, and then it comes out, you and then made... they want to tell mm-hmm. somebody. Where's the proof? Then it's mm-hmm. it's not there. Marion just made a comment like that on Facebook. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was about. It was about that lady that claimed um, that the missionary she was at the MTC and was sexually abused. And mm-hmm. so many people are like, "Why did she wait so long to come out?" And I'm like, "Look, yeah, because for years and years and years, they it's my fault. Mm-hmm. I should have known better. Mm-hmm. I should have made a different choice. I went into I put situation. myself in a precarious situation. Mm-hmm. It's all my fault. And for years we live with that. And it's not until this moment of clarity that you're like, no, wait a minute, that was wrong. That was wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so not my when fault. people say, and when people say, why did you wait so long? It, uh, it's like just nailed on a chalkboard. The number two, there's two things I always say to my sexual assault victims is. I believe you, and I forgot the second one because I'm on like four glasses. Of wine. <laughs> it's okay. I, I believe you, um, and we're we're this is a safe place, mm-hmm. and that the two and when when oh, I say I'm those sure that's things, a huge when I say those things to the sexual assault victims, like it's just like you can see their body just yeah, relax. their weight has just been taken off. Mm-hmm. I could so. I've known too, like the, the reason that I was kind of asking that too is I know a lot of people that have been sexually assaulted and they struggle, like you said, get to the nitty gritty, like sexually. Mm-hmm. So isn't it like they can kind of go in opposite directions? Like you can either, either be over sexualizing yourself mm-hmm. and going out and mm-hmm. having a lot of sex or the complete opposite, like having no sex mm-hmm. drive. Like a nun. Mm-hmm. And so, or you just don't crave it. Like you have no drive at yeah. all. Can I say that off here? Yes, you're fine. I think we're well past that point. (laughs) I'm worried about offending people now. Yeah. (laughs) You just caught up. 2020. Me and Paige talk about getting canceled all the time. It's bound to happen. (laughs) We're going to get 20 subscribers and they're going to be like, nope. Canceled. Report. Report. (laughs) But okay, let's see if we have any other things we talked about. You know, abuse victims. We've talked about grief, abandonment, coping mechanisms, depression. What's a huge one for 
I mean, I know what I do for COVID, but what's some good like coping mechanisms for people that are just cooped up? Like I work at home. I'm at home all the time <laughs> and bless my mother's heart. I live with my mom. Like I need to get out. <laughs> so, Come record us with us. Every I know. My Sorry. house has now had COVID. We can't get it. Come to my house. My house has been cleansed. <laughs> So even if you get it and then come into my house, we can't get it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So besides driving out to Tooele with wine. <laughs> no, that's running. a good question. I like, think... yeah, what are people's coping me oh. mechanisms yeah, for COVID? <laughs> that's so hard because, like, I, when they came out with the term, like, social distancing, Oh my gosh. I feel yeah. like I just cringed. Yeah. It just makes me cringe because we are human beings are social people. Right. And so when you talk about like this social distancing, it's so hard. Yeah. Um, you've got so my my number one thing is self-care. Mm -hmm. And so many times people talk about like self-care is buying yourself new jeans or manicure, pedicure, whatever. No. Mm -hmm. My self-care is, and this is what I try to teach help clients also address is what are your core values mm -hmm. and how are you going to be able to do activities that support those core values so mm -hmm. my core value is for example um love okay so even though i'm social distancing i'm still going to make sure that i am loving and i am kind no matter who i interact with even if it's um, somebody that's being really bitchy to me, I'm still mm -hmm. going to love it. Try to exhume like a love and a kindness thing. And so as you're just figure out what your core values are, mm -hmm. top three mm -hmm. and do things that align with that. <laughs> that, that I'm glad you brought that up because it, I know self care is different for everyone, but that's always my like big thing. Cause it's kind of like a trend now, which it should be. Treat yourself. Yeah. That's all that's, I think of. That's, that's why I started thinking. laughing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like that was serious, bitch. Yeah. Respect my sword. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Oh <laughs> See, my mother is the problem. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Because it is All you. points. You know, you go out and. Oh, go ahead. No, no. No, she, she, she was continuing to be sarcastic. Oh, you were continuing to be serious. Wow. Just kidding. <laughs> but I know so many people that that's like they're. And I'm not saying there's a wrong way to self care, but they mm -hmm. think that it's like, oh, I can eat this piece of cake because I want to, or I can do this because I want to, and I should, you know, treat myself, like you right. said. But it's. But All it about like them. parenting yourself and learning discipline. Like I, I think Paige is amazing at discipline. Like so you are, you go to the gym all the time. You're so good about your routines. Like you do so well. That's to keep me sane. And yeah. I tell people that like, why do you go to the gym? I'm like, so I don't, you're safe so I don't murder you. So, so you don't see me on the news. People? <laughs> <laughs> so my kids stay alive. <laughs> I was like, are you like training to compete or something? No, I don't train to compete. I train to stay sane. That's it. Because that's a good one. Like people lose sight of it. 
Oh, well, I think I've never thought of self-care that way. Like mm-hmm. those core values. Mm-hmm. When I think of self-care, I'm like, ooh, tattoo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like, just the problem too. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm just I got kidding. Like, <laughs> got a session on Saturday, so. <laughs> Super excited. Which it, which that is good self-care, right? But yeah. when we're so constrained with COVID, like you, if the tattoo parlors get shut down again, yeah, you like, can't do, do that. Do? If the gyms get shut down again, what you can't do that. You, so you've got to kind of reevaluate to so find different ways, mm-hmm. like core cope. values. I never thought of it. Like in it, I just like I have my core values, but I never thought about like pampering them. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, putting them out there. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' like your... core values? I want to know. Ooh. Top three. You go first because you three. you'll know them. You'll know them. Love, family, and compassion. Okay. Nice, Mama Tears. Um, wine, wine, wine. Just kidding. <laughs> Was there a question? <laughs> Core values. Top Goodness, mother. That's my last question. Asking a question. Um, wine. I'm just kidding. Um, family. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I'm not at peace unless I know my family is safe and okay. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Okay, mom, what's your core values? Um, first is family. I have to know everybody's safe and happy and taken care of, mm-hmm. or else I'm not at peace. Um, compassion. I man, I think a lot of things that have happened to me in my life are because I was too proud. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to be humble as a person. Cause I think I was judged. I was very judgmental when I was like in high school and stuff. I was, God, I was probably such a bitch. She was a mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I kind of you, was. We had talked about being friends in high school and you're like, yeah, we'd be friends. He's like, no, we wouldn't. My <laughs> whole daughter told me that we would not get along. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad. Um, I'm sorry. Mom, I'm picking Because you. I'm not, I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone through a lot and, everything has humbled me to not judge other people mm-hmm. and hell if they tell me a story where they were abused or you know something happened to them I'm gonna believe them mm-hmm. and I'm gonna you know I'm not a therapist but I'll let them know hey I'm safe you can tell me anything yeah um the third thing uh family compassion um hmm I'd say love, I guess. So all of Marion's. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Why? <laughs> no, those are good core values. Love, Yeah, those are good. Well, wine gives me comfort. That's like my vice. It makes me, it's a good escapism, which is not good. So alcoholism. So alcoholism. <laughs> is you want to go to 8A after this? <laughs> Hi, my name is Gabby. <laughs> Hi, Gabby. <laughs> All right, patience. Your three core values. My three. My friends. My family. Oh, friends. <laughs> All of you guys. Oh, that was you a good one. You don't get a redo. That was a good one. <laughs> Sorry. You My friends and family. Um, geez, I don't know. This is hard. It is. You kind of sound like you're burying your testimony. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, thank you for my friends and my family. <laughs> and then I'm able to be here with I you know guys. the church is true. <laughs> I love my mom and dad. I loved when they scream in the microphone. I'd like to bear my testimony. on his mission he talked like nacho libre and that I was like to bear my testimony eh? yeah. <laughs> that's Canadian I meant to say I'd like to bear my testimony like everything ended in a question yeah like the end of the sentence would go up his octave would go it up it was so funny and he's like he doesn't have an accent anymore he's going so out of my face <laughs> <laughs> you posted that on my Facebook thing too Oh, oh my! my. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pish, oh. we're making fun of your core values. It's okay, oh I make gosh. fun of them too. Them. What what Family and friends. <laughs> How did we yeah, get your testimony? Oh my testimony! Gosh, Jeez, she had head. a third one. I don't know my third one. Um, I like can knowledge be a core value because oh, I really yeah. love learning. Yeah, that's absolutely. A- Really That's great. <laughs> Are you gonna make fun of knowledge? Let's hear it, guys. Because <laughs> we're picking up things. Ignorance is bliss. She was so Thank excited you. to have That's my, my mom life. on, and we were just like ganging up on her. It's okay. It's right. You thought I was so. Here's how drunk. smart Sarah is. Um, at Wendover, I was putting my card, <laughs> my debit card, into the mm. ticket redemption machine, which does not work. You guys, it spits it back out at you. Like, bitch, this is not the right card. But not only did I pick it up and try like five different times, <laughs> it, it was like aggressive too. It wasn't like, here's your card back, ma'am. It, it would like... spit it back out of you. <laughs> so Sarah needs some more knowledge in her life too. Oh, it's okay. I was at my friend's house before we went to Wendover and we were picking games out. And you know how Uno has the second version? He's like, yeah, bring those, do's, do's. I was calling it do's and he's like, it's dose. Are you kidding? And I was like, Dude. oh, I thought it was dues. It spelled like that. <laughs> He's like, uno dues. And I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> and yeah. South, South Dakota has a football team. Oh my God. Oh my. That's a whole different story. <laughs> so knowledge is good. What are your cores? Okay, so obviously, I mean, like, family and friends is up there, but just kidding. <laughs> but not the top three, yeah. obviously. I think so. The first one is integrity. Like, in criminal justice, that was always something that, like, they taught us. It's like, you always have to have integrity. So I think that's a good one. Um, like, for example, I had the opportunity to rob someone this weekend, and I didn't do it. 
integrity hashtag. <laughs> just that he asked you because you told me about it. I was like, well, why didn't you take his money? Oh yeah, I was like, I want to. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, I thought about it. <laughs> no, I. She needs a behavioral assessment. Apparently, because he was dropping his money and went over, and I was like, well, why didn't you just keep it? He would have never known. He wouldn't have. He was so drunk. He he was a little. He yeah. It's okay. Bye. Integrity. The right thing to do. Integrity. Oh, I have, yeah, cheers. Ta ta ta. Ta 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 ta. We just okay. leave her out. I'm really awkward all the time. <laughs> no. We we went to like 7-Eleven and you know how you get those intrusive thoughts. I literally was just like, what if I just drop this guy right now? <laughs> you ever don't get just the thought like, what if I just kick out. this kid in the head? Like, no. it just happened. Well, when we were learning, we actually probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you never, or if it's like, you just are thinking, like, you don't want to do it, but your brain is like, bite your finger off. You can do it. Do it. It happens. Okay, maybe I'm spending way too much mind on the internet because. Anyways, yeah, but yeah. Not maybe that's why Mike Tyson bit off George Foreman's ear. Yeah. It was an intrusive thought. Not an intrusive he was hungry. thought. Yeah. And he was, he didn't have the control mechanisms yeah. to keep them in. Yeah. I have them all the time. I'm like, what if I just. For funsies, let's just crash oh my car. Oh my gosh, Gabby. Sorry, I thought that was normal. You're, I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> I, I do it. But you're in therapy, so everything's okay. Write that down, Gabby. Write that down. Okay. <laughs> my, Miriam's face, and I looked at her, she's like, Jesus. <laughs> when you make her face cringe, you said the wrong thing. Yeah, I realized everyone just got quiet. She I was like, oh. mental person. So you know you went too far. Oh my <laughs> bad. I didn't do it. I if that, I see that face face this, honestly. Like, your brain just like tells you to do things that you're not supposed like to do. Like biting off your finger? Yeah, it's like a carrot. You're just like, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it's like a carrot. No, I do that though. Like when we were learning about like robberies at my work and like how to avoid them, I'm like, so what I have to do to do a successful robbery is avoid all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then I went into the bank the Yeah, or it's like you just are talking to someone. You're like, what would happen if I just punched them? Well, part of me is like, I want to try. Yeah, like I want to rob a bank just to see if I can get away with it. Like you time to go home. I'm sitting next to her. She gave me the angry eyes though. She is going to leave over the table. Oh my gosh. Here's how okay. my family does their therapy. <laughs> Take it outside, bitch. Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, that. <laughs> I genuinely thought everyone had those thoughts. I'm just <laughs> Here, I never, maybe. I have somebody in their face. Are you serious? No, no. Not to hurt Gabby, them. I do have a story to tell you that happens this week. But I'll tell you off. Okay. I look, was like legit terrified at the gym when I thought it was going to Oh, gosh, don't oh, say me. Whoa, it depends yeah, on the person. person. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a random person at Walmart. I'm like, you know, like random reachable. people know, but like if a specific person came up to me, I just want to like throat punch them. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I see Gabby every day, I'm just kidding. Good thing I have a double chair. I'm triple protected. <laughs> okay, my core value is just kidding. Yes, violence. <laughs> Integrity, violence. <laughs> yeah. They go hand in hand, right? Yin and yang. Balance. Oh my gosh. Okay, so integrity. I don't know the word for it, but one of my like most like 
important values I guess I should have said it first but is like enjoying life like I'm so terrified to like pass away you know and so living life to like adventure YOLO that's my value YOLO. <laughs> yeah. oh, YOLO. Okay. that's different than FOMO FOMO <laughs> I have that missing out. Fear of missing out. Oh, it's like a real word. I had to ask people too. My children are like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm down like just scream because they don't want to miss out. Mm -hmm. I promise, I'm just gonna clean. Don't worry, (laughs) missing out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess YOLO. That's like one of them. I like. That's why I like to travel so much. I just want to see the world and do things and like be with friends. That's why I ate a berry. The wanderlust was off of the tree. A bear. A berry. So oh, we, my neighbor has like berries growing off her tree, and they were they were plum, they were cherry plums, and they're like, what are these? And I was like, I don't know. I popped it in my mouth and I ate them. Like they're really good, whatever they are. See, you, <laughs> you, you could have died. Their faces were just like we're talking about therapy. You, Brie came to therapy with me once, twice. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> She's avoiding. She's not. That I already was, asked. Um, I asked my therapist if Brie could come with me. For a couple sessions and that really helped us so mother daughter sessions are the worst yeah it was pretty brutal but you know what yeah. she was able to be in a safe place where she told me a lot that she's never told me because she's never felt safe mm-hmm. so it was so helpful and eye-opening and i think i think it helped us but I, mean, I think we're all such in like better places. Then I just make fun of her for picking her nose. <laughs> like she's in a safe space. You're fucking ugly. Just kidding. No, I didn't say anything like that. I, I heard stop it. Stop picking just your nose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All my girls beautiful. Gabby's yes. average. <laughs> Gabby's eyes. Takes that back. <laughs> we just had an episode on body image. You bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> We look a lot alike. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so we are ugly. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you. Oh my god. I need. Okay. Where? What's my last one? Oh, yeah, Probably yeah. marriage. Mm, that's like good. good. I actually, I do like my husband. You that's do. Good. Yes. What? Barely. So we were fighting all over in Wendover. He has a tendency to leave. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. He needs a leash. He I does. will attest to this. We we'll need go. to invent the game Marco Polo for him. Like, we he need does. to scream Marco in. Because he does. He wanders off. I, we like, were Marco. in the casino, and, like, all of his friends were like, yeah, the women can't be alone. And I was like, I have to go to the car, Sam, will you come? He's like, no. Just go. It's fine. You'll be okay. So, like, I do like him, but he's mm-hmm. funny. It's been two hours. Are you judging us? All right. Go away. This is a free social now. (laughs) Bree's judging us because we've been here for four hours. She's just, she's got FOMO. (laughs) She needs to come in. She can come talk. You can come talk. You want to be part of our podcast? (laughs) I already begged her. She doesn't even listen to it. I had to force her in the car. No, we should do. We should like... (laughs) You will listen. Yeah. I was like, do you want to listen to it? It's a, And then she's like, how long? I was like, 55 minutes. And she's like, oh, Jesus. And then I was like, too bad for listening to Play. it. Yeah. So this is minute one. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> oh Inside joke. <laughs> oh. Alright, guys, let's wrap it up here. Let's 
So the last question we did get for uh, from the listeners, how do they prepare for their first session? Oh, <laughs> can you prepare? Is this an adult or a child or a... It was an adult. An adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's the, the first session is the hardest because not a lot of therapy takes place the first session. Mm-hmm. Um, the most open and honest <laughs> you can be. Like, I'm not a mind reader. And I, and I don't have a magic wand and I don't know how to like solve world peace. Mm-hmm. But the more open and honest that you're willing to be with me, the more effective therapy can be. That's so awesome. Really got to inspect. Am I willing to share this part of me? Do I hold off on that part of me? Um, but really kind of inspecting what it's going on. So do you think like the best thing to do your first session is to just spill it all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, because then like she can probably, you can probably mm-hmm. gauge people. Absolutely. They probably think I'm a hot mess. If you had someone come down and sit down, like, <clears throat> bawling. The coolest like, thing <laughs> about therapists uh-huh. is they are real people. Yeah. They have been through half of the things you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, makes the best therapist mm-hmm. is people that have gone through what you're going through. Yeah. So that helped me, too, with talking. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, I'm pretty sure she's been there, you know? So I'm going to, here it all is, bleh, I like, cry with my clients, I laugh with yeah. my clients, I do all of that with my clients because I'm a human being, I'm not. Are you an empath? <clears throat> is that how you say I it? don't know. I don't know if I am. Mm-hmm. What I do, what I do recognize, though, to speak to like what Sarah was talking about is, I remember being in school, in grad school, and one of the um, professors talked about trauma. Mm-hmm. specifically and one of the most effective tools to have as a therapist it's called the wounded healer and then he went around and asked each one of us can you remember you would be able to pinpoint the time you got wounded and to hold that close and to let that kind of be your guide for therapy and so that's what I think about when I'm seeing my clients is I've been wounded and this is the part point that I got wounded and I'm going to hold on to that because I know that if I hold on to that, I'm going to be a more effective therapist. Mm-hmm. So it's good. That's I think cool. it's probably good to, I mean, not saying it's bad to be an empath and be a therapist, but it kind of gets uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, how exhausted are you every day? I'm so exhausted. When I oh my home. gosh. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. yeah, that would be exhausting to yeah. take that on. Yeah. So I have good days and I have, I have good days and I have bad days Mm -hmm. on bad days. My husband is really good. I'll walk through the door and I'll just be like, I just can't right now. We love you, Mike. We love you, Mike, very much. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have some dinner. I just want to play on my phone or watch TV or do something because I just can't talk right now Yeah, Yeah. because it's just, you hear so much. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to be a social worker. Just like dealing with kids, mm-hmm. and I'm so like, mm-hmm. like you just yeah. feel like I just would feel everything. I definitely like not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Just kidding. <laughs> toot, toot. I am very much an empath. Like death and stuff. When it came like mm-hmm. to all the suicides and stuff, it I grieved. I didn't even know them, and like you know you feel it. I just thought about their families and like what they were going yep. through. Mm-hmm. It, it's always like that. Like, I don't know, when you lost your cousin, you know, I felt that too. Like, just how, yeah, it's just awful. But it's like that with everything. Like, I I feel everyone's emotions all the time. It makes you easier to talk to as a person, though, too. Yeah. Um, because people people sense that 
when there's, when, you know, I could always sense when I could talk to Miriam about things because I'm like, she's been there. Like yeah. she yes. is perfect to talk to you about all this. So, um, but you can feel that from people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to know that, you know, your therapist is, they're there for you, yeah. you know, yeah. and they've been there and it's, they have that gift that draws people to them and lets you open up to them. There's a reason they became a therapist and that's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know the tea. That's the only reason I'd ever be a therapist. Well, don't go to Gap. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> the gossip. Hippa who? I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I did want to ask, like, I think it's important, like we kind of talked about, there's a lot of people that are closed off to therapy. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, we should probably all go around and just say, like, how therapy can help our listeners, how we think. I mean, you're probably, you're the expert. You'll you'll know more, but. I think that the power of, power of therapy is that I don't know all the ins and outs of all the dynamics. All I can do is listen to it and provide a different perspective for that mm-hmm. person. Um, maybe they've thought about it. Maybe they haven't thought about it. Maybe it's just a gentle reminder to remember this. Um, but I think that that's the, the most powerful thing in therapy is that you're getting a totally unbiased opinion. Yeah. You're, you're not involved in all of the different dynamics. And so I can call you out on your shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I, I can say, well, have you ever thought about this or what what other ways have you overcome something similar and really mm-hmm. kind of guide how to go and and I and I have and I don't have a dog in the fight yeah, yeah. I think important. my most like powerful influential thing that I learned in therapy was like understanding myself because I would do a lot and I just remember there were some things like she thought it was the most basic thing ever to say for example if you ask Keisha, I'm mean, but everyone else says I'm really nice, mm-hmm. but I'm like a nice, mean person. And I never really understood that because I feel the need to be nice to the point where I'm like, you know, breaking boundaries with myself. But at the same time, I'm so mean, like behind people's backs, I'm a bitch. Like <laughs> not anymore. I've worked on myself, but I was, and I was just like, it kind of took away my Jesus. identity. <laughs> I got it from you, mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> but she there was just one session and she was like just so nonchalantly she's like oh yeah you know you, you're nice so people don't abuse you and I remember just like crying like because I was like wow I never put the pieces together and now like I'm able to say no I'm able to do things I wasn't able to do before mm-hmm. and like being nice is like something I want to do not like something I don't need to do so you just learn so much about yourself I think it's important to mm-hmm. that everyone goes and I think you find like a new love for yourself that's what I've I've loved like I've learned that I'm not so crazy (laughs) what about you Paige um I think what people could get out of therapy Mm -hmm. is just like the simple things like yeah like I said today I went to talk about how to balance school and work Mm -hmm. and my kids which looks nothing like huge and well I mean I guess it is kind of big Mm -hmm. but it's like the little things that I talked to her about and she just spits back like ways to help me and things that I'm doing that probably is not very healthy for me um so I just think just even going just talk about the small things can help mm-hmm. in everyday life like just mm-hmm. everything yeah. I think 
the best thing that I've learned is breaking the cycle. Um, my therapist had a great analogy. She's like, it's a dance. You're, you're dancing with this person over and over and over. And even though you're physically just tired of it, you keep dancing mm-hmm. until you break that cycle where you're like, I'm not playing anymore. I'm not dancing anymore. Yeah. It's done. That's good. So <laughs> that's what I've learned. Breaking well, that damn cycle. It's all to say I am proud of everyone because mom, like I've said, like you're definitely happier. Oh yeah. I love being around you. I mean I did before. <laughs> it was fun. Female flight come. But I, I really mean it. I think it's better to like your relationship with everyone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I've actually there's been a lot of people that have complimented you to me saying like wow your mom actually like she is like glowing she's so happy yeah and I love that I'm so happy to finally see you happy oh so you know how we were talking about like the definition of a strong woman or yeah. strong your mom oh, stop. no I'm serious <laughs> like when you were telling that story I was just like wow okay I did not know I didn't know that you grew up in an abusive home really I didn't I knew your as dad I'm was like... not very good to your mom but I didn't know how bad it actually was it was bad yeah, there's I mean, not to, because I do think it's like important said, his preference. Did, he's, yeah. he's learned a lot and he has changed, but back at that time, it was very hard. This was like, what, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. He is definitely, he's put in the work and or more, if he is listening. you were nine when yeah. I left and you had grown up watching this. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important that people like can change, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I am very proud of him because He's a lot more compassionate. He, like he has person. control. And I, I appreciate him doing that because I remember being a kid and like telling him, you know, like, I'm not, I can't be around you until mm-hmm. this is like. And the thing of. too with him is he had, he, he had bipolar that, I mean, that changes a person's point of view that changes how they react. Mm-hmm. It's not an excuse to hurt other people, but it, it helped me in forgiving him mm-hmm. because there was a name to it. There was something that I knew was wrong with him. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was, you know, that helped, that helped me a lot to forgive him, which mm. is huge. And I feel bad for probably a lot of your clients that are patients that don't get the opportunity to get to forgive, you know, their abuser, yeah. because that is huge. Well, I'm proud Huge. of you because you used to not be able to. Like we, I'm not trying to like say this as if like you did anything wrong. I I know that you were struggling, but we couldn't talk about anything to do with dad around yeah. you. You would be so angry and hurt, and vice versa on his side too. Like it was, you guys had just you know, yeah. you were out for blood for each other. Animosity. There, it was just so toxic. Just it was. Full of- it was like a bad cancer. <laughs> it was. And a lot of divorces, that could probably be another topic that you talk about another time, is how divorces affected kids and yeah. growing up and your views on relationships now because that affects kids. And that's one thing I was afraid of doing was leaving their dad because I'm like, oh, I don't want kids from a divorce. You know, that's. But they're going to grow up with so many questions and like problems. And I don't want that, but God, how many questions and problems did you grow up with? Because I stayed so long, like it, you know, yeah, it's uh, a possible (laughs) situation that 
Yes. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. You know what? The best advice I got, I'm just going to leave. Sorry. I know no, I've taken no, up a lot of time. Do. This one lady I worked with at Granger Medical Clinic, um, when I was waiting for John O'Donnell, he was the CEO. I don't even know if I could say all this, but okay. he was the CEO that told me what I needed to do. You know, go get a protective order, go do this. He was very commanding, mm -hmm. which is what I needed because I needed somebody to say, this is what you need to do. These are yeah. the steps. And when I was waiting for him to go in the office, his secretary, just cute little Vicky, she is from England. So she had this cute little English accent. So she sounded like Mary Poppins anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, please tell me a story. you know. <laughs> and she's like the same energy and strength that you're using right now to stay in that relationship is the same energy and strength you can use to leave. Yeah. You're choosing, you know, it's, it's your time. Choose. And I'm so glad and that I was like, leave. whoa, <laughs> light bulb moment. And I think that's like, I know a lot of people that are in the same way and they say they don't want to leave because they want to raise their kids with the dad. Mm -hmm. But there are so many nights where I wish that you would leave, you know, Yeah. I wanted you to. And I think there's probably a lot of kids out there. that just want a happy mom or a happy dad. They don't, they don't want to be in a hostile yeah. environment. And me and your dad are a lot better people with not married. Oh, so much better. <laughs> <laughs> not, we and should probably not be in the same state, but you know. Yeah. And I know this is like, it's tough because I know you probably never seen it. He probably would rather die than like tell you. But he has like, that was one of the reasons why I felt comfortable like starting a relationship with him was because he, he has mm -hmm. like shown remorse. Like he. He recognizes Good. what he does I'm wrong. Glad. Yeah. And I just wanted to like point that out too. Yeah. Because he like people said, can get better mm -hmm. if if they want to. Yeah. And I have seen that in your dad that he has wanted to. So that makes me excited for your future relationship mm -hmm. with him. It's so weird. I know in therapy, like we talked about how difficult it is to have like form connections with your parents when you're in like abusive situations like that. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. I wonder too if that maybe was a lot of our turmoil, but like it's so weird. I I don't know. It's just weird. Like when I see a dad and a daughter like be close, it's weird to me. Like it feels immoral, you know? It's like you can't be that close. But anyways, you can. Patient her dad have a great relationship. Me and my dad had a that's why that's one thing I it was hard for me to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, because me and my dad had such a great relationship. I I was like, oh, I'm, I feel so bad. But you guys, like, everybody has the relationship that they need. You know? Yeah. Like, you create... Oh, just erase that whole thing. Oh, keep going. <laughs> Here, where All right, guys. So we're going to wrap up this episode with our quotes. So we're going to start with Gabby. Oh, yay. Okay, this one's cheesy. Okay, um, it's a girl who has lived through trauma is a girl who was pushed into the deep end of the pool when she didn't know how to swim, but somehow found her way to the ledge anyways. She walked through a forest fire and didn't succumb to the smoke, but dealt with the burns and made it out in spite of the flame. She found herself in free fall, but refused to break upon impact. And that is by Tracy A. Malone. I like that. Me too. It speaks to the heart. 
That's mm-hmm. really good. That's good. That is how I learned how to swim, by the way. <laughs> I just, just thrown. Yeah. Dad did. He's just like, bite. Oh, good. <laughs> Sink or swim. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Maria, what's your quote? Um, so my quote is, this is something that I heard when I was going through therapy myself. Um, I'm not a mess, but a deeply feeling person in a messy world. I explain that now when someone asks me why I cry so often, I say, for the same reason I laugh so often, because I'm paying attention. I tell them that we can choose to be perfect and admired or to be real and loved. We must decide. Chills. Wow. That's powerful. Wow, I feel like my quote not go after Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) She is the expert. (laughs) Mine's like, like three words. That's okay. Mine too. Are we saying the same thing? Oh, yours is longer. I was just going to say hurt people hurt people. Oh, yeah. That's That's true. Because you never, when you're being hurt by somebody, I try not to take it internally because Mm -hmm. it's something they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. You bleed on people. It's hard. It's hard. But I try and remember that. So, Chill. Sweet. So mine I don't want to say now. I'm just it? Say it. Who's just going to be like, YOLO. Yeah. Eat donuts, live life, YOLO. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, when you feel like quitting, think about why you started. That's, That's good. good. That's, That's a good, good one, one for you. I like it. For me, thank you. No. <laughs> Don't forget, Asia. <laughs> you loser. <laughs> we did just pick on her. That's going to be the episode, titled episode, Picking on Patia. That's okay. And why Patia's in therapy is... <laughs> Gabby. <laughs> I'm so good to you. <laughs> She's the, my best friend. So I legit told my therapist today. I was like, I don't have time for anybody else. I just need Gabby. <laughs> She's like, that's Aww. why I get my paycheck. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Bye. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because we both don't have time for anyone else. So I we're don't. all we got. Well, so I was like, well, I started a podcast. And I started work and I started a new cat or a new class. And she's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I just think Gabby, that's I'm all. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, it's so it's great. Great. Today. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was Mom. a lot of fun. Yeah, you were strong. I really appreciate you being vulnerable. Yeah, I appreciate Miriam so much for being here. Me too. That's great. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. As soon as we started the podcast, I was like, we have to have Mary. Yeah, yeah, that was like the day we started it. She's like, So we're gonna have Mary Mon. Okay, the word, yeah, you're the wise, the wise woman. Eventually, we're gonna have uh, Alec and Alicia on my son's dad and stepmom. Oh, uh huh, yeah, because we co parent really well. That's That's a a good great one. Good Good for you guys, they co parent so yeah, they're like best friends, all of them, all three of them. That's great. Seriously, that I mean, is Alec great. I mean, Alec an asshole, but... I'm just kidding. So are you. I'm just kidding. True, so are you. <laughs> Thank God you've married good people. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, Patricia. She's actually... Uh, she has her master's degree in psychology. She's Ooh. getting her second master's degree. She's... Dang. She's cool. Yeah. She's out of Alex League, and I say that all the time, and he knows it. I tell him. I'm like, you know she's out of your league, right? <laughs> okay. Well, let's... uh. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Love you lots. Have a good week. Bye. Eye contact with her. Yeah, I'm going to close my eyes. Oh, Oh, I'm recording.